Welcome to Talk Money on AM 990. Now, here are your hosts, Jim Shoemaker and Keith Quinn. Good morning and welcome to Talk Money here on AM 990, where we'll help you focus on your financial future. We've got a great show for you today. We are going to be talking a lot about planning for the unexpected. I'm Keith Quinn here with Jim Shoemaker. Jim, good morning. Good morning, Keith. We have uh, Frank Allen and Eleanor Moskovich, and they, we, we're really going to talk about something that everybody thinks it's going to happen down the street. Right. It's going to happen Never to happened the to neighbor. You. It's going to happen to the guy, you know, that you may, you know, work with down the line or something place like that. But here's a statistic for you. In June of 2014, 4.5 million Americans left their jobs either voluntarily or involuntarily. Meaning, you know, either they quit or they were layoffs as a result of some other circumstance, maybe retirement, death, disability. And that's a big number. That's a ton of folks in one month. In one month. And the reality is we don't expect that. So we kind of said the program today was something about dealing with the unexpected. Right. And any number of reasons why you would be leaving a job. Absolutely. But it's not just job. It's It's those things that you don't think that's going to happen. And why do you do the financial planning that we talk about in the office. And so, as I said, Eleanor and Frank are our guests today. Frank, let's start with you. And I really want to just say, let me ask, what when we talk about financial planning, and I know you're a certified financial planner, get years of experience, do a lot with a lot of clients, do a great job. But let's start with just the, act, the, the, the definition. What exactly is a financial plan? Okay. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on the program today. Absolutely, sir. Uh, and a financial plan really is typically a roadmap for helping people achieve their goals. And that's kind of the way we look at it. A lot of people think that investing is the plan, but and investing is a big part of the plan, but it's it's a, a you know, it's not the only part of the plan. And so a lot of people just kind of have that more narrow definition. So when you talk about a roadmap, can you give me kind of kind of the areas that you're covering? I mean, you said investing, obviously that's important, but what are right. the areas that you cover? Well, we typically look at uh, emergency reserves, whether people have enough emergency reserves. We look at, do they have the adequate protection for their family in the event that something were to happen to them, either disabled, become disabled, or premature death. We look at college savings. We look at wills, make sure they have a will and powers of attorney. um, And we look at retirement. Okay. You know, Keith, one of the things when he said wills, I know one thing that we've started doing is that a client, they come in and they say, we have a will. Right. And we say, okay, well, we found out that in our practice, that, and I know, Frank, you do the same thing, that really just saying I have one was not enough. We, we obviously wanted to read it, and we've always done that. And then we would, you know, dig into it and find out that, yeah, they had a will, but it was done in 1941, you know. <laughs> I mean, right. and, 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 you know, it, none of the kids were mentioned, right. and, you know. It's the, and so people think they're prepared for things like that. But the reality is they need to be very sensitive to it, very update things as they go through. So the plan is not a one-time shot. Right. And part part of the time, I mean, many times when we're doing a plan, and we will we'll actually do a beneficiary review. So it's for that reason, because so many things change, and you don't really think about every single change that happens in your life. And so when grandparents come on, right. or grand, grandkids, excuse me. And so anyway, you, there are a lot of different things that can change over life. And so, you know, we help them do a beneficiary review and make sure that who they named as beneficiary is who they still want. If you if you looked at it, and, and is, is there anybody that you would say they don't need a plan? I mean, is there, 
I really can't think of anyone. I mean, from my perspective, everyone needs a plan. Now, they don't necessarily all need a professionally prepared plan. You know, a lot of people like to do their own plan, but when I ask them, do you have a plan, I don't mean like in your head, right? Right. It's not just in your head. It's right. written. Floating around somewhere yeah. out there. Right? It just has to be written. Okay. And it can be written by a professional. It can be written by the individual if they feel like they're, you know, they've got a good handle on that. But they need, everyone needs, in my opinion, a written plan. So a written plan gives them specific direction. Specific it, direction, It right. gives you a sense of uh, ownership to something that you're striving to accomplish. And I like the term roadmap, Keith. I, mean, I do like that. And I, I like the disciplined approach uh, and the fact that you, as you talked about, it's not just a one-time deal where you look at it and it's a snapshot and you never revisit it. And that's when we talk about doing annual reviews. On the investment side, it's one thing. But on the planning side, it's incredibly important. As Frank said, what's changed in your life? Have your goals changed? You've got to constantly look at this as a living, breathing document. Well, and I'll say this too. In 2008, when the market, you know, you all talked about you know, right. how far it's come since 2008. Well, you know, that was a perfect time for people to redo their plans because no one anticipated a 50% drop in their asset base. Mm-hmm. And does that make a difference? You bet it does. Do, what, might people have to work a little bit longer when you redo the plan? Yes. The sooner you know that, the better. What about the person that says they, um, they don't need a plan? I mean, what... Uh, <laughs> What do you say to that person? <laughs> I'm thinking of the person sitting right now. So ah, I don't need a plan. I'm okay. Right, you know, yeah, I, 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 got I got this. You know, what yeah. do you say to those people, Frank? Well, you know, kindly. <laughs> <laughs> it it is. Uh, you know, it's a choice. You know, it is a choice, and it's a priority. And you can make the financial part of your life a priority in that sense. It's not like you have to think about it every day. But to me, it's it's similar. It's not the same as a budget, but it's similar in that it's a guide. It gives you parameters. It helps you look out into the future and see, well, if I continue doing the same things over and over and over like I'm doing now, how is it going to turn out? You know, you, we talk about being a goal-driven, you know, being goal-driven, and, and our plans are goal-driven. If you have a goal to retire at a certain age, uh, you know, we want to lay that out and tell you, give you some feedback. So the roadmap perspective, as you said, is starting at point A to get to point B. How do you get there? There's going to be... Detours are going to be bridges that are going to be out. There's going to be roads that are being repaired. Mm-hmm. So you're working your way around all of those obstacles, but ultimately to get to plant to, to the point of B out here. A lot of times when I'm talking to people, they're doing a lot of right things. But when I ask them, are you on track to hit your goals? I get kind of the glazed uh-huh. look. And so really the, the, the point is, how, if you don't have goals, how are you going to know, you know when you get to where you want to be? Do people have to have large sums of money to do a plan? They do they do have not. to have a large estate to do a plan? They do not. And that's one of the, the fallacies. I think a lot of people just have that misconception that I don't need a financial planner unless I have a million dollars right. you know, to deal with. And it's not about just investing. I have a lot of people come in. Someone came in this week and uh, wanted to talk, and he's, he's you know in his 30s. And he just said, I'm, I'm kind of tired of trying to do this on my own. I wanted to just say, look, I'm going to put my pride aside, and I'm going to sit down and, and seek help from a professional. You know, let's go ahead and say this. If somebody's listening right now and would like to talk to Frank, they can do that just simply by calling the office in Germantown at 901-757-5757. That's Frank Allen. And just ask Judy to connect. Actually, she probably should go to Kathy first, shouldn't he? 
Oh, I mean, sure, right. Kathy yeah. runs the show sure, there. Sure, so, that's you know, exactly Go to right. Kathy yeah. first. Yeah. That way you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, 901-757-5757. And ask for Frank Allen because, uh, again, a very qualified financial planner, very uh, effective with his clients. Frank, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set you up for something, and I, this is totally unrehearsed. I happen to, to just have a, a little bit of insight here. But I know somebody that came to you at one time and, and – didn't have, as you said, money, no large estate, but needed a budget. They just needed fundamental, basic, 101 planning. And then years later, it was as a result of that fundamental, the experience that you had, the ability to guide, and, and that it that they really saw the light. I mean, it really made a major change in life. Tell that story, because I think they it's did. a great story. Well, uh, an individual came to me and basically was um, about to— you know, claim bankruptcy, you know, and said, you know, I, I just have my, my spending is way out of control. I really think that I'm going to have to file bankruptcy. And I said, well, let's, let's sit down, let's do a plan. And again, he had done some right things, but his spending was a little out of control. And so we just took a look at it and went, went with the basics and said, okay, well, let's change this here. Let's use this cash value here. Let's reduce expenses here. Let's move this. And, and bottom line, when he came back to me about Five years later, we, we were meeting annually. Annually. But then at the end of like a five or six-year period, he said, Frank, it looks like I'm going to be able to retire early. And I said, well, that's fantastic. How, how did that happen? He said, well, the bottom line was I didn't know how to prepare a plan, but I could follow one. So if I, I talked with someone who gave me the guidelines and you were the guy, and so I couldn't come up with a plan, but I could certainly follow it, and I did. You know, that's uh, that's, that's about as good as it gets right <laughs> there. I, I didn't know how to prepare a plan, right? but I knew how to follow knew one. How to follow and uh, that's the, to me, that is really what it's all about. Our guest today, of course, Frank Allen, Eleanor Moscovich, and we're talking with him about financial planning, but really the portion of the program is preparing for the unexpected. And Frank set us up perfectly. I love the roadmap analogy. And the roadmap, getting it going. You got that bridge that's out. It was unexpected. You didn't know what's going to happen there. Maybe you got the road being repaired. You got bad weather. You got, you know, all so kinds of So you find of yourself somewhere where you had no, no. thought that you were going to be. <laughs> and what do you do? Frank, let me ask you this, because I really want people to know that you've made a, you made a comment that a person could do the plan themselves as long as they write it down. But having a professional work with them, I see as one of the most important things because I always wanted that third party that's helping me guide it. As you said, the guy said, you know, I couldn't put a plan together, but I could follow one. Mm-hmm. I know that trust is critical. So give me that insight a little bit about just trust and the planning, the, 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 the dynamics of what's going on between the advisor, the planner, and the client. Well, it's interesting that we're talking about trust. I just had lunch with a, a top client uh, yesterday, and we had some conversations really about what is it that you like about our relationship? What is it that you haven't liked about maybe other relationships that you've had in the past with professionals? And basically it came down to trust. trust. Um, they, you know, Clients want a personal relationship. They want somebody who's going to listen to them, and they want somebody who's going to put their interests before their own. And that's just a, a key thing. You know, and I, I know that that 99% of the people that do the INR profession right. think that way. Right. Um, but there are always that 1% or 2% that, do, you know, that, that don't. And you just have to kind of do the research and, and work with someone that you can trust and you can build a relationship with. And 
You know, and it is it is chemistry. It is, and you also you want someone that's going to tell you the the hard truths. Oh, the hard truths, yeah. yeah. You know? And it's not going to gloss over the things uh, that you need to address. And well, sometimes that's a, a again that's a tough conversation. That's a tough conversation. Well, this lady that has been dressing up this studio for the last thirty minutes, <laughs> and uh, we have not had her on, but she's been on the program before, and uh, she does a wonderful job in the office. And uh, Eleanor, you you are a just a, a blessing to all of us. But I want to talk about your story. Because when we really get into this, you need to kind of help me understand, because I know this goes back to a tragic time in your life. But when we talk about preparing for the unexpected, uh, I really want to kind of let you tell what that means to the to the listening audience. The unexpected, what happened in your life and uh, kind of what goes on and, and some of the emotions that take place. Hmm. Well, the unexpected that happened to me was, um, unfortunately, at the age of 40, I found myself as a widow with. Um, three children by myself. Uh, I had an 11-year-old, a 13-year-old, and a 17-year-old. And, um, you know, it was very unexpected to have my husband at the age of 40 pass away. You know, and people don't think that happens. Right. You know, it always happens across the street, down down the down the street or something, or to the to the to somebody else. Never going to happen to you. But it's not going to happen to you. What, what was your, that's unexpected. So what happened with that mindset? Tell me about the emotions that went through your mind is, is, I mean, I know, I know that you go through the planning of a funeral and, and what you got to do and things like that, but help us see that part. What, what did you do? What is, what were you thinking? Hmm. Well, obviously I was devastated. I mean, um, there was my, um, my husband, my friend, the father to my children, my provider. I was a stay at home mom. Um, so my whole world came crashing in, everything, all my security, um, even the future, all the future that we had pre- planned and prepared and, and dreamed of uh, seemed to be gone and vanished. So um, fear, fear of the future. Who would walk my daughter down the aisle? Yeah, I, mean, I know just, you mentioned that earlier. Yeah. Here, right. Those are questions that just go through your mind. Mm-hmm. This unexpected event, and you talk about fear, um, Tell me what. Tell me about the fears. I mean, I know you all of a sudden had to make some financial decisions. You had to. You had to change some things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and you mentioned earlier that uh, the children lose their dad, mm-hmm. um, and if financially, you know, you they, you were not as prepared. It no. was unexpected. Mm-hmm. You you're always going to do it. Mm-hmm. Going to do it. Mm-hmm. Going to do it, mm-hmm. and uh, it wasn't done. And so, tell me about that. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, we're one of those students that didn't have a plan, didn't um, meet with a Frank Allen, <laughs> and so um, it, it, it we weren't prepared at all. And so um, it was devastation because, as you said, here my kids just lost their father, and I, my first experience at Shoemaker was two weeks after my husband passed away. One of my friends in the Sunday school class said, you need to go talk to him. So I went in to talk to somebody there at the office, left devastated because I was told we did not have enough life insurance yeah. and that our whole standard of living was going to change and that I would need to go to work. You had some Social Security that was going to come yes, in. Yes. And, uh, you know, you, you realized that uh, you, you may have to go to work and. I know what you did, and, and you just kind of, and, and you know, people have to realize that sometimes we do things that we don't want to do, right? but we end up doing the best we can. And so go through the next couple of years. Well, what I did was um, I was given the advice to try to um, not make any major ch- changes that first year. That's rule number one yeah. for us at the office is, <laughs> you know, we just literally sit down with a widow and say, okay, 
this is the bad thing. This mm-hmm. is the tough. But mm-hmm. we don't make an emotional decision yes. within 365 days. Yes. Now, there are some decisions we, we have, have to, to make, granted. But but we just don't change things. We right. don't go out and sell the house and do things like that. Right. Great point. Right. So go ahead. Yeah. So I, I really tried to do that. Try to keep things as normal <laughs> as I could for the next year because emotionally I was not making the best decisions. Um, and then for me, I just um, didn't have a piece about changing. Um, I, I just wanted to be home with my kids as long as I could. So um, I ended up going through the life insurance pretty fast uh, so that I could stay home with them. But I was able to stay home with them for the next five years. And that was just a, a decision I made um, at the time. And it worked out well. For it worked me. out all right yes, for you because did. what you did, and I know you got some counsel, but you just said, okay, five or six years, we'll spend the insurance down. I'll stay home. I'll be a mother. I'm not going to have my kids be absent of both parents. Right, right. And uh, then at that point, we were fortunate enough to bring you into the office, and you've been with us ever since. Yeah, you trained me from square one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still here. (laughs) And I think that was, uh, you know, interesting, Eleanor, when you're talking about that. And, and, you know, you had said earlier uh, that you didn't want your children. They'd lost their father and then lose their mother and you having to go to work. And I'd never really thought of it from that perspective. You know, you think about going back to work as one of those things. Uh, For me, I've always kind of thought of that as more of a numbers thing. And that's a very emotional thing when you would have had to have leave the kids. And you said you didn't have a plan and you didn't have enough life insurance, but you had some life insurance. And that was through your husband's job. And that bought you those five years with your children. So it could have been better, but at least, you know, uh, you had that. And that was something. Exactly. You know, again, um, another thing happened. It was tragic in your life. Yeah. yeah. That was unexpected. And yet there were some good things in this. That's right. Talk about that. Well, um, my oldest son at the age of 24, I got I got a mother's worst uh, phone call that you could get in the middle of the night um, saying he'd been in a car accident and that he was. uh, no longer with us. Yeah. And he was only 24 years old. Unexpected. And very, very unexpected. And, and again, people think that's going to happen to somebody that's else. Right. That's right. That's and right. Uh, yet it, we know it happens to all of us. Mm-hmm. I mean, me getting the, you know, going into the doctor's office and sitting down and he says, guess what? You know, you have cancer. And uh, I was unexpected. I mean, I, that was, I didn't feel like I had cancer. I didn't feel sick. Well, sure you didn't. But that, you know, that changed everything. That changed a whole lot of things. So we have to understand that planning is planning when things are good mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and understanding that it's preparing for things that might not be so That's good. That's right. Well, my son, even at the age of 24, he had just finished, uh, he just graduated from the University of Memphis, just got a job, got out of school. I didn't know that he had bought a small policy. Uh, life insurance policy. So he gave me a great gift that I didn't even know about. Um, I was able to basically was able to bury himself. I mean, he provided the money that because I didn't have, I wasn't prepared for that one either. Well, if you, if you just tuned in Keith, I know we've got to take it, but we're talking with Eleanor Moscovich and Frank Allen, and we're talking about what happens in the unexpected, the unexpected. How do you prepare for the unexpected? This is a program that I think people need to hear. I I think so. uh, Many times and listen to it because what we're talking about is real life stuff. It's not about the market. It's not. This nope. is that's going to happen. And you know, how do you plan for the unexpected? And what do you do? So, Frank, help me with this. What if death occurred? What do you do? What's what's the planner's role here? Well, the planner's role, from my perspective, is and when we do a plan, we look at three different scenarios. One scenario is you, you live a good long life and you retire when you say you want to retire. So that's you know a good long life living. Then we also say, what if you were disabled? You had a long-term disability. What's going to happen, and what does your situation look like? How does it change? And what if there's a premature death? 
So we do look at those three different situations in every plan that we do. And, 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 and we talk, can't always plan for everything, no. but we at least look right. at those three different scenarios. And there are plan. three different mm-hmm. scenarios. I mean, there also are three different aspects of a plan. You can't just focus on the retirement side. You do no. need to really understand the unexpected occurs. It disrupts what may have been a great plan for retirement, but but an early early sickness or something like that, or in in your case, a change of career that's unexpected. That's right. Give us some insight into that, because in your situation, you had been with a company many years, grinding it out, moving up, doing the things, and then all of a sudden, things were not working the way you wanted it to, and Give us some insight, because I guarantee you a lot of people, as we introduced the program, 4 million people right, have changed, changed jobs. jobs in the month of June. So for some reason, either wanted to or didn't want to. Talk about that, Frank. Well, you know, and when people start a job, I mean, they start with a company for a reason. There's a, It's a good fit. Um, you know, and I did the same thing. And I was not a job hopper. I was not a, a company hopper going from one place to another. But, you know, I'd been with a company a good long time, Fortune 100 company here in town, and loved what I did. I had a, had a, a great time, great, great income. And, but there, unexpectedly, there was a change. And I found myself saying, okay, God, where do you want me to go next? Right. And so, you know, I did. I was a, a CPA. I have a CPA background. And, um, you know, I was good with numbers. And I said, you know, I, I really feel like that there's something in my future related to numbers and, and people. And I really enjoyed reacting with people and having relationships with people and, and helping people bring order to maybe uh, what, what they might call chaos in terms of the financial side. Um, so, you know, I began, uh, I began a new career. It was a totally new career going from a very large company to a very small company and totally changing career. And so it was definitely unexpected and, and certainly changed my plan. And some fear there as well, as we were talking about that with Eleanor, a different kind, but still the same kind of emotions. Fear of the unknown, fear of, you know, am I going to be successful in this new career? Am I going to be able to get the necessary training, the certifications? There was so much to, to, to get on the front end, uh, but it's been, it's been very rewarding. And it, it took a while. It took a while. You know, and income certainly was a dramatic change. Sure. You know, and that's transition. So there were a lot of things that had to change for us. When you talk about change, I mean, nobody likes change. I mean, it's very difficult to go through change. You mentioned the fear. I know one thing we said in, when we were talking about this in, in the pre-preparation for the program, fear of preparing yourself or fear of the ability to provide for your family. Now, from a male standpoint, that's a big issue. So, very important. I mean, tell me, tell me what goes on in your head I mean, here's a guy that, you know, is very successful, doing a good job, has a career change. And then all of a sudden, Keith, I mean, it's it's like, oh, a bump in the road. Remember, we talked about the roadmap. The roadmap this right. is a bridge being this, out. This, 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 this is a big change. deal. Right. So talk about that. Well, it was certainly a, a difficult situation. I had, you know, kids in college and, you know, that down in, in Baylor, which was a, an excellent, That's excellent very school. good school. Cheap. No, yeah, very, yeah, very cheap. Yeah, no, yeah, easy. I thought Baylor was free. You know, a buck and a quarter for <laughs> yeah. tuition. You know, I, I was glad I had a home equity line of credit at that time. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Because it, it was it was very difficult. And uh, but, you know, again, it was uh, once you sit down and you say, OK, I'm going to focus on something new. And I'm going to focus on making the best of the situation that I have. And I'm going to, I'm not going to look back. I'm just going to go forward. And God was very faithful at that time in Amen. my life. And, um, you know, he brought me through it. And, and there, it was a period of time where, 
you know, there was uncertainty and fear of providing. But I'll never forget something that my daughter said to me at that time when I was first looking for a job. And she said, Dad, if you flip ham- hamburgers at McDonald's, that's fine. You're still my dad. <laughs> I went, okay. Well, then now, I, that's the, the, the pressure is off. There you you know? go. Flip it, so there you it go. was there very, you go. very awesome to hear that. Uh, that is good. And I guess a thought for you, and I guess for all of us, too, is um, we'd say in, in a planning process, that because it's the unexpected, unless you are changing careers on purpose, if it's the unexpected, we always recommend to have some kind of a, a, a pool of money set aside emergency for the reserves. emergency reserves or some, even for, for not only just the things that happen as emergencies, but for this inevitable. Because of downturn in the economy, a lot of people found themselves unexpectedly out of jobs, downsized or whatever. How many months, how many years, what do we tell people? We typically tell people somewhere between three and six months worth of expenses to have set aside in the, the bank. Expenses? What do you mean by that? I mean, that's... well, it's just the money that they spend on a monthly basis: the mortgage, you know, food, you know, uh, anything that they spend money on on a, a, a transportation. You know, um, they need to have money. From our perspective, at least three months up to six months worth of expenses. And if you're in a job that requires a, maybe a, an extended search to find a job, if the job is not as marketable, you might need more. You know, if you have a severance package or something with a company, maybe you might need less. But somewhere in that three to six months is what we typically recommend. So we start out with looking at someone, you know, with, with the planning process is making sure that they've started some kind of a savings plan. And, started some kind of a savings plan. And again, plan. whether it's three, six or longer, it's to have that money set aside, accessible, right? Not somewhere locked up, something, but accessible money that they can get. It's got to be liquid, so it's basically got to be cash. Well, and a lot of people too say, you know, I'm I'm hesitant about putting a lot of money in the bank here because the bank's not paying me anything right now. It's really not meant to make money. This it's is meant not to right. be accessible exactly right. and be very liquid. Guys, thanks so much. I mean, you've given us, uh, you know, Frank, great insight. You've set us up with a plan. You told us what to do. You've given us insight in your own personal side, your own personal story, how to make that mental change. Eleanor, I couldn't ask you. I mean, just wonderful. Uh, well done. Thank you so much. And we appreciate you guys being here today. Thank you for having us. Phenomenal job, guys. Thank you. I want to thank Eleanor Moskovitz and Frank Allen. They did a phenomenal job today. Art Frederick, our program director, who always does a phenomenal job. Francis Fortner, our guest coordinator. Of course, Eleanor Moskovitz and Katie Brazier also are our production assistants. Uh, Thank them. And our compliance officer, Jeff Long. Drew Johnson, who writes our Mid-South History Moment. And Rebecca Brazier, who reads it. I'm Keith Quinn. I'm Jim Shoemaker. Join us next week when we'll help you make the most of your money. Jim Shoemaker and Keith Quinn are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Security and Financial Services Incorporated. Securities dealer member FINRA SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated.